Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. We're in the freest place on earth right now, Florida. You know, um, the media in this country, and I know you're sick of hearing it, but I want to make a point. They're more than corrupt and they're more than pathetic. They take the attention of the nation off of things that really do matter. And the best examples of the worst kind of journalism you can see on MSNBC and CNN. You can see in the pages of the New York Times and the Washington Post. You can see on the nightly news programs on the big three networks. It never stops as they push their agenda because power is first. But I want to tell you a little story. There was a young lady in Iran by the name, a YouTuber by the name of Serena Eshmalzada, 16 years old. Beautiful young lady, just a 16-year-old, a YouTuber. And the Iranian authorities grabbed her, beat her to death with batons during a protest in Karaj, Abor's province. After repeatedly trying to collect her remains, reports MSN.com, the mother was told her daughter was immoral and a terrorist by the thugs. When she finally got to see the badly beaten and brutalized body of her 16-year-old daughter, she went home and hanged herself. Intelligence agents harassed and intimidated the teenager's family 
in a bid to keep them silent, according to Amnesty International. Twitter users said the mom's suicide was triggered by her daughter's death and the cruel behavior of security officials. And YouTube videos have emerged showing her, that is the daughter, without a hijab, contrary to Iran's strict dress code. And in others, she's dancing with an identified man and wearing her hair loose. She's also seen discussing issues, including women's rights. Their family had looked for her for 10 days before authorities finally handed over her body. The death toll has risen to 185 since protests broke out last month. Women are being murdered in the streets. Murdered in the streets. It is they who are leading the protests in the Islamo-Nazi state of Iran. Um, private messaging groups, schoolgirls across Iran said they were planning more protests. 17-year-old Sharami went missing on September 20. She was also allegedly tortured and murdered. And it is amazing to me, if you watch MSNBC and the self-righteous Self-righteous, real slime, like the morning schmo and the schmoes that are with him. Or you watch these other programs, they don't even talk about this. It's not even mentioned. This comes out of the UK. Out of the UK. Webnews at metro.co.uk. Who's covering this? There is an effort to overthrow the government of Iran being led by teenage girls and their mothers. Desperate. Desperate. For freedom. Maybe I'm getting old, but I remember the good old days when people were concerned about things like this. When you'd have a Secretary of State and a head of the National Security Council, Secretary of Defense, a President, a Vice President, speak out, not just once, not just twice, but repeatedly about what's going on, to focus the world on what's taking place. I don't even see my allies in the media talking about this. I don't even see conservatives talking about this. They're too busy defending Vladimir Putin in Russia, which is now bombing the hell out of the cities in Ukraine purposely trying to kill their citizens. And of course, if Ukraine were to bomb the cities in Russia, trying to kill their citizens, you'd never hear the end of it. You'd never hear the end of it. We have this maggot Haberman pushing her gossip-filled, preposterous book all over the place. She's getting more attention than these young teenage girls in Iran who are putting their lives on the line. Maggot Haberman's never had to do that. As a so-called journalist, all she works from is leaks, disgruntled former employees, never Trumpers. Big deal. Big deal. This is real world that's taking place in Iran, and there's no attention paid to it. No attention paid to it. 
it's real world what's going on in Ukraine. And people are attacking the Ukrainian government and defending Putin while lying and pretending they're not defending Putin. Oh, they're defending Putin. They've always defended Putin. And one of the reasons they're not even reporting this is because the Putinoids also support the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran. When Donald Trump took out took out the head of the, the uh, Republican Guard, Suleiman, he was attacked by these same morons for provoking a war with Iran. See, we're always provoking wars. Not the enemy. We. If you're an American firster, you're MAGA, you're conservative, don't fall for that claptrap. Being an American firster doesn't mean attacking your own country when the enemy is rising up. When the enemy is invading your allies. No, that's not an American firster, as far as I'm concerned. That's an American laster. That's exactly what that is. It's one thing to oppose never-ending wars. It's another thing to be a damnable fool who will get us into a world war because you show weakness. You unilaterally withdraw. And this is where the radical libertarians and the radical Marxists all agree. Don't join them. Don't embrace them. Vladimir Putin is slaughtering people. He's torturing people. You don't see that in Russia by the Ukrainians. You see that in Russia by Vladimir Putin. Assassinating, mauling, brutalizing, torture chambers. You see it in Ukraine. Where he's doing the same thing there. And of course he threatens us with nuclear weapons. How should this end, people ask? How can this end? He needed an off-ramp. I've got the off-ramp. I had the off-ramp before Lindsey Graham had the off-ramp, didn't I, Mr. Producer? The off-ramp, the off-ramp is for someone in Russia, or even the Ukrainians, to take them out. The way we took out Yamamoto. The brains behind the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. Take him out. Anyone who threatens to annihilate the United States with nuclear weapons should not be defended by anybody. I don't care how deep their support for Russia and the Putinoids go, or if the Iranian Islamo-Nazi regime go. That's not who conservatives are. That's not Reaganism, who knew how to defeat the Soviet Union. Who knew how to contain these other countries? No. I'm sick and tired of the Tokyo Roses in our country. The equivalents. They're going to get us into a nuclear war. No, 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 no. The enemy is the enemy. Now, what people should be doing, and they're not doing, is speaking out against Biden negotiating with the Iranians to ensure that they have nuclear weapons. How come the Putinoids aren't even speaking out about that? How come they're not getting hemorrhoids over that one? And how come it is that Talib and Omar 
and Bush and Baker and the candlestick maker. They're the, the communist Marxist element within the Democrat Party. How come they're not coming to the defense of these women? Why is that? The Palestinians last week found out that one of their own was gay. You didn't hear this either. One of their own was gay there in the Middle East. And they tortured and killed her. How come Talib doesn't speak out against that? How come you don't hear about these things? Instead, you get day in and day out Herschel Walker, like he's some threat to the country. We need his vote in the Senate desperately. He's some threat to the country. No, we don't get the focus on the real news here. Not in this country. We get the unreality of their reality each and every damn day. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, is the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. cultural stuff. I leave it to others who know nothing about it, but try to get into it. Kanye West tweeted out uh, a couple things about Jews. And uh, I know he's been popularized among some conservatives and Republicans. I've always said he's kind of a loose cannon. And so I really don't get into this guy very much. I watched his interview on Tucker. I thought it was mostly pretty good. I didn't watch all of it. I watched what I could catch. Uh, he tweets out Saturday night that uh, he's going to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. He's going to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people? And uh, I don't know what that means. I don't have any idea what that means. What does that mean? You're going to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. Uh, I'd like to know what he means by that. Because Jewish people uh, have already faced DEFCON 3. And I, in particular, don't take such a comment so lightly. 
I'm trying to find it exactly what he said. I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going to, I'm going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. The funny thing is, I actually can't be anti-Semitic, because black people are actually Jew. Also, you guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone, whoever opposes your, <coughs> your agenda. Signed, yay. October 9th. He went on, who do you think created cancel culture? I don't know, yay. Who created cancel culture? What's the name of the Jew who created cancel culture? Well, why don't you listen to this program from time to time, yay, and then maybe you'll get a different perspective on Jews. At least a different perspective in a way that you can understand that I speak to 14 million people. A number one show on Fox. I was a constitutional conservative who believed in free speech and the First Amendment and the Bill of Rights long before you were born again, as you put it. Long before you found religion or hosts to interview you. But I will publicly say you're welcome to come on this program and clarify exactly what the hell you're talking about. More than welcome to come on this program and clarify exactly what the hell you're talking about. You're going to go death con three on Jewish people and you capitalize Jewish people? I want to know what you meant. I want to know what you meant. Do you know what you meant? Are you smart enough to know what you meant? You just blurted it out? You're smart enough to know what you meant, then explain it. If you're too stupid, then just apologize. I think you're smart enough. I think you're actually quite smart. So what did you mean? Now, people are defending you. People are projecting about what you said. Well, what he really meant, I don't want to know what they say you really meant. It's like the frauds and phonies who keep telling us what Biden really meant. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't give a pass to Talib and Omar and AOC. I don't give a pass to Obama. I don't give a pass when I think the Anti-Defamation League is wrong. And I'll be damned if I'm going to give a pass to ye. I'll be right back. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. 
You know, uh, I was sent by XXLMag.com. That's a rapper's magazine or site, Mr. Producer, is that right? This back and forth between uh, Yay and Puff Daddy. Uh, awful lot of Jew stuff in here. Have you noticed that? Where they're going back, back at each other. I can't really make heads or tails of it. Uh, but they're really going at it. A lot of race stuff in here. Uh, I'm not going to read it on the air. A lot. Is that Puff Daddy with the F stuff, Mr. Producer? I can't even tell that. Uh, actually, that's Kane. Uh, Kanye. Yay. Uh, and Puff Daddy. Uh, these, these guys. That's why I have my own culture. Stay, I stay in my own bubble. I stay in my own, uh, my own lane usually. But, you know, people want to call out an entire faith or an entire race. Uh, I think they have to answer for themselves. I think they have to answer for themselves. Um, to be honest, I think these guys, these two, they have a loose groove. I really believe that, the kind of talk that's going on here. But then again, I don't live in this world. Um, but I will say this about others. Coming to their defense, projecting, well, that's what they meant is this. Uh, you can't cross a line. It's really horrific. It's horrific, and I think the politics play into this, particularly the Democrat Party politics, although Kanye claims to be a MAGA guy and doesn't claim to be a party guy, doesn't claim to be a conservative, um, but I'm a MAGA guy, and a conservative, and a Reaganite, and a Tea Party guy, and Convention of States guy, and I want to get into that a little later in the program. But if either of these guys want to come on here, particularly yay for what he said, then come on. Come on, let's have a let's have a debate. It may not be as comfortable as he's used to. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I do this show. You can ask Mr. Producer. Open your microphone, Mr. Producer, and let's discuss this cold. Do I ever say to you, I'm hitting a subject or having a guest? Or making a provocative statement, and it's all about ratings, or I want to get ratings up. Have I ever discussed doing anything for ratings with you in 20 years? Never. Not once. Not once. Never. I do what I believe is right. I'm on a mission. It's about principle. Principle. That's it. Never, ever. Do I say that guy doesn't rate well? Because I don't know if they rate well. Radio ratings are totally different. You know, at the end of every month, you got some fools out there who claim, well, we have a whole new software system where we can determine somebody's ratings every month. No, they don't. And you can't. And they don't. And they don't. But I don't care. Been doing this show 20 years. And what's considered the worst time frame 
in radio on the East Coast, 6 to 9 p.m. And it's the second biggest radio show in America. Period. Period. And we do that because I'm true to my beliefs, which I believe you share with me. I believe you share with me. You know, it's amazing. The Christians I meet, the Christians I meet, evangelical Christians, Catholics, and so forth, are the finest people you can possibly meet. Moral, thoughtful, love America. They don't talk like this. We're going to go Death Con, what was it, five, Death Con three? With the Jews? He talks like that. The fact of the matter is, you will hear me criticize Hollywood. You will hear me criticize Reform Judaism or something like that. I'm not going Death Con 5 against Jews. I have substantive complaints about a, a, a theological approach or about a political approach against leftists in the Catholic Church when it comes to abortion, against a theological dispute, a philosophical dispute. Or leftist period, right? Who want to destroy faith, as Marx wanted to do. Family and faith, wanted to destroy them. You know, start tweeting, I'm going death calm or whatever against Hispanics, blacks, Asians, whites, Jews. There's too much of this crap. And you hear this crap on places like MSNBC and CNN, but especially MSNBC. Where Joe Scarborough works and gets his money. You hear this bigoted group identification, evil poison that has led to gravely horrific and inhumane results all over the world. You hear it coming out of Joy Reid and Tiffany Cross and others. Even out of Scarborough. You hear it all the time. It's sickening. You hear it out of Joe Biden's big mouth. So rather than tamping this down, you see it in the New York Times, you see it in the Washington Post. That's what critical race theory is all about. This is where it leads us. And I'm fed up with it. Not just the left, but some of people who claim to be conservative. I'm fed up with it. One of the key, if not the key, idea behind conservatism is you treat human beings like individuals. If you need to call out an individual, call them out. Call them out. Call out the individual. But for the left, they group us together. We're all grouped based on what empowers them. Could be economics. Could be age. Could be gender. Could be issues. 
could be a thousand things. And they push us into these groups, they dehumanize the individual, and then anything's fair game. I'm going to DEFCON 5 or DEFCON 3, the Jews. Or you don't understand, you're a white, straight male. Or you figure it out, you fill in the blanks. This president pushes this, his party pushes this, the media pushed this, including some who claim to be conservatives. Conservatism does not embrace this. We reject the whole idea of group identity. Read the Declaration of Independence. It talks about unalienable rights for the individual, not for a race, not for a religion, not for a particular economic category, not for certain foreigners and not again. No, it's for the individual. Read the First Amendment to the Constitution about the free exercise of religion. Not the free exercise of certain religions, the free exercise of religion. So anybody who talks like Kanye West did, as he tweeted, or anybody who talks like Joe Biden, those two are more in common than they realize or prints the kind of poison that the New York Times prints, or the Washington Post prints, or speaks the kind of poison that you hear routinely on MSNBC. These people hate the country. I don't care what else they say, because they don't understand fundamentally that we have a civil society that individuals voluntarily belong to. John Locke. John Locke, among others. And the individual is to be protected. The individual has a circle of liberty around him or her, as de Tocqueville would say. The individual is to be unmolested, except in certain respects where the individual needs to contribute to the, to the society, usually voluntarily, so it can function. You know, we all follow the traffic rules and stuff like that. We're not anarchists, but we're individualists. That's what we are. And the framers believed, and the founders who fought and gave us this country, that there's a level of sovereignty that surrounds each and every one of us, a level of liberty. The Marxist left, the fascistics as well, they push us into groups. What do you think? Eugenics a hundred years ago. They talked about, quote-unquote, the idiots, the morons, the blacks. They called them the Negroes. Eugenics. Well, what are you talking about? A whole group of people? Yes, they are. And you know who picked up on that? You know who picked up on early progressivism and the push for eugenics? You know who picked up on that? That's right. And it was used throughout the Third Reich. The Jews. Once and for all, Hitler said, we're going to rid the world of the Jews. Everybody wants to do it. Now we're going to do it. And the blacks have been treated that way in certain circumstances. Everybody has. But not like that.
when you're in a free country, you too have the right to speak, ladies and gentlemen. You too have the right to speak. You have a right to defend the culture. You have a right to defend our declaration. Most of the time, the people I defend do not share my faith, do not share the manner in which I live, whether it's the people in Ukraine, the people fighting for their lives in Iran, the people in Cuba, people all over the world and in our own country. It doesn't matter to me. In our own country, the unborn. But this, this attack on an entire people, entire faith, you should speak out against this. Because you and your faith, whatever it is, even if you don't have a faith, whatever it is, your individuality, let me put it that way, is next. It's next. We're supposed to be a civil society. And we have a lot of work to do to push back against those who don't really understand it or embrace it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. a big story for you. It is a big story. I'm going to start it now, but I want to carry it over as necessary to the next hour as well. It's in Red State by Mike Miller. Election Integrity Watchdog files lawsuits over millions of cases of voter registration. But before I get into this, this is very important, by the way. Uh, My wife, Julie, called me a few hours ago as I'm prepping for the program. And said, did you see this decision? I said, what decision? In Chester County, Pennsylvania. So what decision? Now, ladies and gentlemen, the plaintiffs in that county, in that court, literally showed video of people falsifying ballots and shoving them hand over fist into these boxes, these drop boxes. Hand over fist. The county did almost nothing about it. Well, literally nothing. 
the county lawyers are defending their so-called election integrity rule. So basically the judge ruled that the plaintiffs win and directed that they are to basically adopt and enshrine all the proposals that are being made by the plaintiff for election integrity. So the plaintiffs, this is important, he filed in the last week what's effectively a motion to dismiss. In other words, the case is over, they won, and so forth. The judge wouldn't let them do it. The judge today said, I want everybody to meet in my courtroom at 10 a.m. So they did. And the judge talked about the Constitution of the United States, and the judge lectured the county. Who do you think you represent? Do you represent a party, or do you represent the voters in the county? And at the same time, am I messing this up, honey? It's not a decision. It's a court hearing. And the judge ruled that they would adopt, or they needed to adopt, measures to protect the voting system, correct? Come over here, sweetie. you got 30 seconds to tell the nation what took place. So in Chester County... This is my beautiful, brilliant wife. Go ahead, Julie. In Chester County, Pennsylvania, today, a judge uh, asked America First Legal with our local counsel, Wally Zimalong, to file an amended complaint uh, in order for the defendant, which is the election board in Chester County, to uh, clean up its act with respect to the drop boxes because videos had been collected that revealed that massive amounts of ballots had been dropped into the drop right. box unlawfully. So there we have a case where we won or we're winning. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. I know it's just a hearing, but so far a victory in Chester County, Pennsylvania. So I guess they can't say 60 to 0, 66 to 0. There's one. And I suspect there's a hell of a lot more than one. It's just become a talking point, like January 6th was an insurrection. Or Joe Biden has a brain. You know, just a talking point. Anyway, this piece in Red State by Mike Miller, election integrity watchdog, files lawsuits over millions of cases of voter registration fraud. Now, in the past, when we had a real media, this would be a very interesting story. Today, you got to kill it. Because anybody who dares to raise something like this is obviously nuts. With the 2022 midterms less than a month away, and the country arguably more divided on numerous fronts than at any time since the Civil War, 
Yeah, the Democrats are at it again. First the Confederacy and now Marxism. An election integrity watchdog group has filed multiple lawsuits over voters registered more than once. Over millions of voter registrations missing required identification information. Conservative election law nonprofit Public Interest Legal Foundation, that's run by J. Christian Adams, PILF, filed six lawsuits in six Minnesota counties over 515 duplicate registrants. As reported by Just the News, they also found that 3.1 million registered voters in New York State were missing personal identification information, including driver's license numbers and social security numbers, which makes it difficult for the state to accurately maintain its voters list. Precisely the objective on the Democrat side of the ledger in Democrat-controlled states. Here's what they put in their press release. The Help America Vote Act prohibits states from accepting a voter registration unless the voter registration contains a unique identifying number, such as the last four digits of a Social Security number or driver's license number. The Department of Justice, a.k.a. joke, oversees the HAVA enforcement, that law enforcement, and therefore needs to act quickly in order to fix this crucial issue. Said the president of the group, J. Christian Adams, states should be performing data entry competently. New York has a list of all registered voters affected by this problem and can immediately get to work to fix it. The Department of Justice should be the entity enforcing Federalist maintenance obligations against New York, not private charities. Wow. I wonder what Bill Barr thinks about this. Just curious. Voter registration issues in Minnesota, Adams told Just the News, are nothing new. He said this lawsuit flurry is hopefully going to clean up some Minnesota problems because they've had these duplicates on the rolls for a very long time and some indeed are casting two ballots. Wait a minute. Didn't Bill Barr say he saw no systemic problems, Mr. Producer? This looks like one. One of the duplicate voters is in a mental hospital, a convicted child sex offender. He had managed to cast two ballots in the 2020 election. It looks like, Adams said, adding, we found a guy in Pittsburgh registered seven times. According to Adams, the Department of Justice voting section, under the watchful eye of Meritless Garland, could fix the voter fraud issue easily, given the department's near-exclusive authority to, quote, actually do something about inaccurate voter rolls and duplicate voter rolls, and they just don't do it since George W. Bush left office. Wow, I guess they didn't do it when the Justice Department was under Trump and Bill Barr. I don't mean to pick on Bill Barr, but he is out there under oath saying, you know, move along, there's no problem here. But hey, Garland has been consumed by more issues than voter integrity, such as blocking Republican access to the FBI's January 6 documents, the unprecedented raid on a former president's home and explaining why an Antifa attack on a federal courthouse at night might not be domestic terrorism. No, 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 no. It's worth noting the legal group is the nation's only public interest law firm dedicated wholly to election integrity, though I might add Landmark Legal Foundation has been involved in it a long time, too. And there are others. But J. Christian Adams does a fantastic job. The Democrat Party, well, they don't want to make it easier to vote. Democrats want to make it easier to cheat.
And Democrat hypocrisy knows no bounds, as was the case in the 2020 presidential election, when we saw both Democrats accuse Trump of colluding with Russia when Hillary Clinton was behind the Russia collusion. Democrats' tendency to accuse Republicans of the very charges which they themselves are guilty of is decades old and will only worsen during these midterms and the 2024 general election and so forth. And remember that secret plan that Biden and the Democrats have that's not supposed to be secret? Uh, where they're trying to make sure that people really have an opportunity to register and get out to vote. And they've kept it secret. And there's not a court in the country that has done anything effective to force that information out of the iron grip of the feds. Nothing. Then we have Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, who is a disaster. You know, I got to say this. It's time for the Republicans in the Senate to grow a pair and to take this old man down and replace him with somebody who is vibrant, who is today, who is solidly conservative, who can communicate to the American people, who's not just some old thuggish bully rhino who cares only if Republicans support him and not the Constitution. His priority is himself. This is by Suzanne Downing at the Daily Caller. Senator Mitch McConnell has no excuse. The ads, his political group, his political group, is producing to attack Alaska Republican Senate candidate Kelly, how do you pronounce it, Mr. Shabaka? Kelly Shabaka are beyond the pale, and she'll be on this program, by the way, in the days ahead, as will many candidates. Campaign attacks intensify in October because as the election runaway gets shorter, that is, the runway gets shorter, it takes a sharp message to catch voters' attentions and seal the deal. But the money being spent by Mitch McConnell and his so-called Senate leadership fund to attack a fellow Republican, the most conservative of the two, because he's backing Lisa Murkowski, and one who may win and join the Senate to be his colleague should shock the sensibilities of all conservatives. And it is shocking Alaskans, indeed. Mitch McConnell's determination to destroy another Republican's reputation is driving Alaskans away from the Republican Party because they do not distinguish the difference between the state Republican Party and the national Republican establishment with McConnell's money, which appears to be operating contrary to the wishes of Alaska conservatives and Republicans. Just so you folks understand, Kelly Shabaka is backed by the state Republican Party. They've excommunicated Lisa Murkowski. And Kentucky's Mitch McConnell is spending money contributed to a Senate leadership fund, which is millions and millions, reaching into Alaska to try and destroy the Republican, the conservative, that is backed by the Republicans and conservatives in Alaska. That's McConnell. That's McConnell. It's one thing for the campaigns to attack each other's candidates. That's the unfortunate part of campaigning for office. Setting forth the contrast for voters. This year, Alaska's new open primary 
sent two Republican candidates for Senate to the general election ballot. It's unprecedented. And I'll ask as a result of Lisa Murkowski's allies pushing ballot measure two, so that Murkowski would not have to face a Republican primary. And it's Murkowski, Wari, voters again. Alaskans have never seen before such ugliness from the GOP, which appears to be attacking its own candidate, Shabaka, all the way into November. Normally, once the August primary is over, the internecine battle stops and Republicans gather behind their candidate. Not this year. The battle only intensified in the Republican world, thanks to the Murkowski ballot, allowing her to scoot past Republican voters and head to the general election without them. They set up this voting system like California did to promote their own candidates, the Democrats and the Democrat Party. Well, Murkowski did the same thing in the Republican Party, basically, in Alaska. And they spent a fortune to get this thing passed. So she didn't have to face the more conservative Republican primary voters. And so now she's running against another Republican in the general election. That's how this works. And over the top comes McConnell. McConnell, when Obamacare passed, he put an amendment in there. He slipped an amendment in there. Even though he voted against Obamacare, he slipped an amendment in there that would increase the contributions to the Senate leadership fund and groups like it could get from give or take $35,000 or $32,000 to 10 times that amount. The man is sitting on and was over $100 million to empower himself in the Republican establishment. And Murkowski, as you know, voted for impeachment. Murkowski is in the back pocket of the teachers' unions. She votes with them 100% of the time. She's the one Republican they love. She and Collins. Murkowski is big-time lefty. Big-time Washington. Each of these Republican candidates... Murkowski and Shabaka brings with her a separate sensibility and set of values for how to legislate. On the left hand, we have Murkowski, the elder warhorse of Alaska and American politics, hardened by years of election cycles and heir to the throne given to her by her father. Her father, Senator and then Governor Frank Murkowski, appointed her to the Senate, appointed his daughter. She knows how to run an effective campaign, and this year a campaign has done a masterful job amassing millions and millions in donations from around the country and following a clear message arc where her deliverables and grants and pork are being delivered at just the right time of the election cycle. She has her own super PAC that does attack ads for her. She has McConnell's millions and millions that have unleashed the hounds of hell on her Republican challenger. On the right hand, we have Shabaka, the upstart Republican who came home to Alaska after working in Washington to raise her children in her homeland and to help keep the 49th state from going off the rails. She doesn't have the millions, but she does have the support of former President Donald Trump, which is something money can't buy. Their personal stories are nearly as different as their politics. Murkowski is a blue blood. While Shabaka comes from a hard, scrabble, working-class family with parents who once lived in a tent to get by. Murkowski is pro-abortion, pro-gun control, in Alaska, if you can believe it, and anti-Trump. Shabaka's pro-life, pro-second, and pro-Trump. 
once McConnell untethered is 6.5 million. Remember, Alaska is a small population state. 6.5 million, all in negative ads to destroy Shabaka. He decided to destroy her completely and to send a message to any other Republican who would ever dare to challenge Lisa Murkowski. And McConnell's Senate Leadership Fund has repeatedly lied about Shabaka. He has accused her of fraud and clipped and twisted her own words against her, sharing only a fragment of her story. Shabaka, who endured corrupt attacks against her when she was a government watchdog trying to clean up fraud in the federal government, is having her fight for fair government being used against her, as though she was the one who was committing fraud. Alaskans don't know the full story. Here are the cliff notes. Shabaka's job in Washington was to keep federal employees honest, and some of them filed complaints against her in retaliation. And following a full investigation, she was completely exonerated and was subsequently promoted. McConnell and the Senate Leadership Fund are lying to Alaskans. And it's only early October. We can't wait to hear what trick McConnell pulls next. This is McConnell using Republican donor money improperly against the fellow Republican, a complete violation of the Reagan rule. This is also using Republican money against Alaska itself. Against Alaska itself. The McConnell scorched earth war in Alaska seems like punishment against the Alaska Republican Party, which has endorsed Shabaka censured Murkowski and asked Murkowski to leave the party and run under another political banner. Why would McConnell do that when both of these Republicans would still be part of the Republican caucus? When the Alaska Senate race will not make one iota of difference in bringing the Senate back under Republican leadership. In other words, that's $6.5 million he could be using to help set, uh, Oz in Pennsylvania, Herschel Walker in Georgia, J.D. Vance in Ohio. Masters in Arizona, Laxalt in Nevada, Johnson in Wisconsin. <clears throat> Why would he not focus on these other states where seats could be flipped or held? Although Murkowski is a 65% reliable Republican vote, when Shabaka would probably be a 98% reliable Republican vote, they're both Republican. It's become clear that McConnell is conducting a proxy war against former President Donald Trump and using Alaska as his political battlefield. McConnell is leaving carnage and destruction in his wake as he plays his political games with the former president. In other words, he is the Vladimir Putin of Alaska. Alaskans should take note of what these attack ads really represent, the swamp at its worst. They don't represent Alaska values, and they don't improve the quality of our political dialogue. The Alaska Republican Party should step up immediately, denounce McConnell and his attack on their endorsed candidate. And if the party doesn't, then its districts and regions should do so one at a time. And if none do, then their party's endorsements are utterly worthless. For Murkowski, she's complicit. She is complicit. She wishes to destroy the Alaska Republican Party, too. And... To and Shabaka is merely collateral damage. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Sleazy rhino Mitch McConnell. Wasting donor money to try and destroy a conservative. I'll be right back. 
The government is addicted to spending, and that reckless spending is driving up costs on everything for your family. It's not right, and it's not fair. But you don't have to be a victim. There are things you can do right now to lower your monthly expenses and mitigate the impact of inflation. Step one, switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk. On America's most reliable 5G network, you don't have to sacrifice coverage to save a fortune every single month. Take a look at your cell phone bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're getting ripped off. I know how much you pay. Pure Talk will give you unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just 30 bucks a month. That's real money that can go to cover groceries or gas. And Pure Talk has never raised rates. Take action. Go to puretalk.com. Select the plan that will save you money. Then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. Every conservative who winds up in the Senate needs to vote against Mitch McConnell as their leader to send him a signal. I've been told by others that when they were freshmen, they were just elected, that they all get one at a time called into McConnell's office in America. Well, he tells them, you can succeed or fail here. Uh, I can determine what committee you will be on or what committee you won't be on. I can determine if your legislation gets to the floor for a vote or it doesn't get to the floor for a vote. And I can determine if you are supported with re-election funds or not, given the size of a Senate leadership fund. And everything always gets back to me. You may think you have friends that you can confide in, but in the end, they get back to me. So Mitch McConnell sits there in the secrecy of his office, threatens people who dare to challenge him, and raises enormous amounts of money from special interest groups. This is how he has power. The government is addicted to spending, and that reckless spending is driving up costs on everything for your family. It's not right, and it's not fair. But you don't have to be a victim. There are things you can do right now to lower your monthly expenses and mitigate the impact of inflation. Step one, switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk. On America's most reliable 5G network, you don't have to sacrifice coverage to save a fortune every single month. Take a look at your cell phone bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're getting ripped off. I know how much you pay. Pure Talk will give you unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just 30 bucks a month. That's real money that can go to cover groceries or gas. And Pure Talk has never raised rates. Take action. Go to puretalk.com. Select the plan that will save you money. Then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. There's another reprobate who wants to be in the United States Senate. You know, the standards have really lowered. They have really lowered with the Democrat Party. You know, it's funny that McConnell said that the Republican candidates were weak. It's what he said two months ago. Schlub, schmuck. The Democrat candidates are a disaster, and that's what he should have said. You've got this guy, Mandela Barnes. He wants to be a senator from the state of Wisconsin. 
We're going to have our good friend Ron Johnson on in the last hour. And I want you to know now, we're going to have a number of candidates in close elections. I can't have everybody on, and I can't choose people that don't really have a good shot. I didn't say no shot, because there's only so much of this that can be done on a radio show, and then people start to tune out. Shocking, isn't it? But Mandela Barnes is a Marxist. And he managed to get elected as lieutenant governor of the state of Wisconsin. It's these lieutenant governors. Nobody know, knows about these lieutenant governors. It's like the clown in Pennsylvania, Fetterman. Excuse me. Fetterwoman. Nobody knows what he did as lieutenant governor. And now they've actually looked into it and they found he didn't do anything. Barely showed up for work. Showed up for work one-third of the time. He was very, very busy, apparently chasing down black people with a shotgun. Did you hear about that, Mr. Producer? Oh, yeah. But then we have Mandela Barnes in Wisconsin. Our friends at the Free Beacon. Elena Goodman. Mandela Barnes, the Wisconsin Democratic Senate candidate, Praised anti-Semitic pastor Reverend Jeremiah Wright. You remember Jeremiah Wright, ladies and gentlemen? As brilliant, after attending a speech in which the controversial preacher, a.k.a. Bigot, accused Israel of ethnic cleansing and the United States of committing war crimes. I've told you for years. If you hate America, chances are high you hate Israel. If you hate Israel, chances are high you hate America. Barnes posted an Instagram photo of himself shaking hands with Reverend Wright at a small group dinner in Milwaukee in 2013. Quote, what's for certain is that the man is brilliant. It was amazing to hear Dr. Jeremiah Wright speak this evening, he said. Barnes, who was then serving as a state representative, wrote that in the caption. So it's not like he was 14 years old. He was a state representative, and he was really taken by this racist bigot, Jeremiah uh, Wright, and his absolute radicalism. Now, the lieutenant governor who wants to be Senator Mandela Barnes' comments could add to perceptions that the lieutenant governor holds radical views that are out of step with the state voters. The lieutenant governor Barnes, the applause for Wright came years after Wright's former congregant, Barack Obama, Famously cut ties with Wright in 2008 due to the preacher's inflammatory anti-American remarks. That's just what we need in the United States Senate, ladies and gentlemen. Wright went on a public rant blaming them Jews. Does he know uh, Kanye West, Mr. Producer? Blaming them Jews. This is what I told you folks in the first hour. This stuff has a, a, a problem of catching on. For his fallout with Obama. Wright previously compared the United States to Al-Qaeda and claimed the U.S. government invented HIV to kill black people. Video of Wright's speech at the dinner, which was reviewed by the Washington Free Beacon, included strong condemnations of the United States and Israel. In his speech, Wright claimed that Palestinians are undergoing ethnic cleansing as we gather here tonight. Wright also appeared to compare the Holocaust to U.S. actions during the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, calling for justice, not just for the perpetrators of war crimes at Auschwitz and in Germany, but justice also for the war crimes at Abu Ghraib, the secret CIA rendition camps, where waterboarding is an everyday commonplace occurrence. 
This is the guy, Mandela Barnes, who wants to be a United States senator from Wisconsin, praised as brilliant when he's state representative. Right added that war crimes are being committed against Gaza and the residents in Guantanamo by the Israeli and U.S. governments. He described the American bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, which ended World War II, as murders. While running for lieutenant governor in 2018, Mandela Barnes stood by his praise for right, telling the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that the pastor gave a good speech that night. Barnes' original post about right is still on the Senate candidate's Instagram page. Well, not after I read it. Watch how it disappears. Barnes' campaign spokes idiot, Matty McDaniel, told the Free Beacon after publication that Lieutenant Governor Barnes rejects comments that so division has always condemned anti-Semitism. Well, we know that's not always the case. He's an anti-Semite. It's out of his own mouth. The Simon Wiesenthal Center, an, anti- an anti-Semitism watchdog group, says Mandela Barnes' embrace of right was concerning and part of a larger pattern of political candidates condoning hate speech. Reverend Wright has been explicit about his hateful views, said Rabbi Abraham Cooper, director of global social action for the Simon Wiesenthal Center. Anyone running for such an important office should denounce this hatred, especially when anti-Semitic hate crimes continue to plague the country. The Republican Jewish coalition slammed Barnes for his support for rights, saying this is why Mandela Barnes's campaign for the U.S. Senate is imploding. He's just too radical for Wisconsin. Well, he's more than that. He's a bigot. Absolute bigot. Punk. He's a punk. Josh Block, the former spokesman for the American Israel, blah, 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 said Barnes' praise for the pastor was a serious concern. What do you mean it's a serious concern? Ooh, it's a serious concern. That guy's a bigot. Vote against his ass. Right as a history of inflammatory comments. During his infamous 2003 GD America sermon, he accused the U.S. government of inventing the HIV virus as a means of genocide against people of color. No, 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 he's confused. They pushed eugenics. And that's the Democrat Party. They always talk about the government and America. No, no, the Democrat Party pushed eugenics under Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood. And among others, Woodrow Wilson, the first Democrat to win two terms since Andrew Jackson, two consecutive terms. He was a so-called progressive, a.k.a. Marxist. The government gives black people the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, 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 not God Bless America. You don't remember the rest. Them Jews ain't going to let him talk to me, Wright told the Daily Press of Newport News, Virginia, about Obama. I told my baby daughter that he'll talk to me in five years when he's a lame duck or in eight years when he's out of office. Them Jews ain't going to let him talk to me. No. I guess not. Well, there we have it. Mandela Barnes, Wisconsin. You going to send a punk like this? The United States Senate? Really? This shouldn't be a close race. But Democrats, you know, Democrats don't care. 
well, you know, that was three months ago, three years ago, yeah, you know, and, and that's the way it is with Democrats. They go into the precinct, they pull the curtain, and the spittle is slobbering out of their mouth, out of their <laughs> Who's the Democrat? <laughs> I'm voting Democrat. <laughs> Democrat. 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 I want more. I want more. <laughs> give me, give me. I'm voting Democrat. Give me, give me. Get that guy. Get that guy. Get that guy. I don't like that guy. Get that guy. Shut him down. Destroy him. <laughs> Democrat. That's what they do. Mandela Barnes is a perfect Democrat. In many ways. I'm going to explain a little bit more after the break. Perfect Democrat. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The government is addicted to spending, and that reckless spending is driving up costs on everything for your family. It's not right, and it's not fair. But you don't have to be a victim. There are things you can do right now to lower your monthly expenses and mitigate the impact of inflation. Step one, switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk. On America's most reliable 5G network, you don't have to sacrifice coverage to save a fortune every single month. Take a look at your cell phone bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're getting ripped off. I know how much you pay. Pure Talk will give you unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just 30 bucks a month. That's real money that can go to cover groceries or gas. And Pure Talk has never raised rates. Take action. Go to puretalk.com. Select the plan that will save you money. Then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. All right, more on Mandela Barnes, Marxist extraordinaire, and of course, in my view, a bigot. Just like Reverend Jeremiah Wright, who he thinks is brilliant. So let's listen. Over at CNN, believe it or not, Andrew Kosniski, K-File senior editor. Cut seven, go. Our review um, did find, um, looking at his social media activity and, and past public statements, that in the past he did signal support for removing funding from police uh, and abolishing ICE. Uh, now, on defunding the police, Barnes has never specifically used that phrase, uh, but he has time and again uh, in the past said he supports redirecting funding uh, from police, moving it to social services. Uh, as recently uh, as uh, 2020, uh, he hey, said... Hey, listen, I don't favor defunding the police, you know. I just favor taking all their money and putting it somewhere else. Um, excuse you? That's right. Just redirecting it away from the cops and law enforcement. Now, that's defunding the police, if I understand the English language. Go ahead. Mitch match between spending on police uh, and spending on other social services. Um, as recently, again, as 2020, he said defunding isn't aggr- as aggressive as many folks are painting out it out to be. Now, look, this has become a serious issue in the race. Yes, in this, it should be a serious issue in the race. Um, because it has to do with crime. Let me ask it this way. Does anybody think if Mandela Barnes is elected to the Senate, 
that any action will be taken to attack the out-of-control crime that's going on in this country, let alone in Wisconsin? No. You need an advocate who's going to fight for it. Who's going to fight against criminals? Who's going to fight against crime? Who's going to fight for law enforcement? Who's going to fight for the Second Amendment? You need an advocate. What's Mandela Barnes been advocating his entire life? Marxism. Big government. Big brother government. With the iron fist. Monitoring. Oh, yes. Mandela Barnes. It's just Bernie Sanders, who's just AOC, more of the same claptrap. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't need to split hairs between redirecting funds and defunding. The point is he wouldn't fund the cops. Now, if you like what's going on in your streets, if you like what's going on in the country, vote for Mandela Barnes. If you believe in racism dressed up as critical race theory, then vote for Mandela Barnes. If you believe parents don't have a right to determine how their children are to be raised or what they're to be taught, including sexuality, and that they shouldn't have been told that as parents, if you're going to change your kid's sex, then vote for Mandela Barnes. If you believe the borders should be wide open, where fentanyl's pouring into this country, drug cartels, where there are sex slaves. Kids are being molested. That's the Biden policy. Vote for Mandela Barnes. Yippee! He's got it all figured out. If you hate the state of Israel, if you're an anti-Semite bigot, and you're applauding an anti-Semite bigot like Jeremiah Wright, then vote for Mandela Barnes. There's nobody like him out there. Not in Wisconsin anyway. He's the man. If you hate success, if you love taxes, if you love red tape, Mandela Barnes, he's your man. Vote for him. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read this secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So you need to read the war on cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. You can see on MSNBC, Joe Scarborough, out of all the politicians in America, out of all the corrupt 
politicians in America. And of all the immoral politicians in America, some people believe Joe was one of them, but I would never have said that. He is relentlessly focused on Herschel Walker every day. And you need to ask yourself a question. Why is that? Why is he relentlessly focused on Herschel Walker? Fetterman, a few years back, chases a black man with a shotgun. Warnock runs over his wife's foot with a car and apparently doesn't provide support as ordered by the court to his children. You start to look at these things and you ask yourself, there's so many other candidates out there. Why is Joe Scarborough focused on Herschel Walker? Is it because Walker doesn't fit the narrative that is compelled at MSNBC? And, and Joe Scarborough is an unprincipled coward. He's a grifter. And basically he knows in order to remain at MSNBC, he has to continue in that respect. Here's cut 10, go. Peggy says what I think most people say, that we're all humans, we all sin, we all make mistakes. Peggy says though, that's not the problem. The problem is that he has abandoned four children. And one of those children started all this by coming out saying he refused to be a dad to any of us. He just continued going You know, it's there. interesting if he's talking about the young man who was on the video, Mr. Producer, which he is. He's a young man. He has said that he's gay. That young man came with Herschel Walker to the Republican convention when it was held. I believe it was on the White House grounds. That event. I know I was there with my wife. And I shook his hand. And I had never met his father before, and I met Herschel Walker, and I met his son. And his son was thrilled to be there. His son said he was a conservative. So this son who did the video supported his dad. And supported President Trump. Didn't sound like he wasn't there for his son. Does it sound like he abandoned his son to you, Mr. Producer? He was there with his son. Joe Scarborough doesn't know anything about this family. He doesn't know a thing about this family. He knows what the son said on a video. He knows what the woman says anonymously to the New York Times. He doesn't know anything about Herschel Walker and his family any more than the rest of us know about his ex-wives and his children and his family, in the case of Joe Scarborough. Go ahead. Sex with other women instead of being our dad. And this is what Rick's got. And this is the Republican point. This really is the Republican point. 
at its at its lowest point. I think even more than the Access Hollywood. So, so you see, ladies and gentlemen, it's like somebody who's a sex addict. I'm not saying Joe is, but one never knows. And then they get it under control, and then they attack other sex addicts. Again, I'm not saying that's Joe. I'm just giving a parallel example. Or somebody who is a smoker, they quit smoking, and then they become sort of an obsessed person about smoking. Joe is a fraud. He's a phony. He's focused on Herschel Walker. He thinks it's, it's because it's, it's low-hanging fruit. Joe would never do this to a Democrat. And he hasn't. He would never do it to a Democrat, and he hasn't. And you know what? He'd certainly never do it to a black man who's a Democrat. Never. And he hasn't. And he won't. So Herschel Walker is easy pickings, you see, as far as he's concerned, Joe, because it's just easy to attack him. He's never talked about Joe Biden this way and the allegations of Tara Reid against Joe Biden. And he should have been taking care of his family or the I think it was like eight or a dozen women who came forward and said they felt that they were sexually mistreated or abused by Biden with his touching. With his smelling and all the rest. Joe Scarborough doesn't even get this angry when it comes to. Teaching promiscuity and transitioning and sexuality to little kids in the state of Florida. As a matter of fact, he attacked DeSantis and accused DeSantis of being a showboat. He couldn't even come to the defense of little kids in his home state of Florida, where he lives and where he broadcasts from. Talk about being a lowlife. But Herschel Walker is the line for him. Pretty disgusting. That's why nobody should really watch this guy. You'll learn nothing and you'll feel like you have to take a shower again. Then there's Charlie Crist on Sirius XMs with Dean Abadala, whoever the hell that is. Nobody. Charlie Crist was a Republican, then an Independent, now a Democrat. He has his head up Biden's ass as far as it can go. That is, his face is coming out of Biden's nostrils. May I say, uh, with all due respect, was a gung-ho Republican, you know, much like Scarborough. They realize... Look, you can be a reprobate and a Democrat and nobody will give a crap. In fact, in the case of Scarborough, you can get millions a year being a reprobate. Here's Charlie Crist. Cut eight, go. He calls Florida, he did in his State of the State address back in in, uh, the spring, that we're the freest state in America. We're the least free state in America because of DeSantis. You know, he wants to be a dictator, let's face it. And he wants to have his decision imposed upon others, doesn't really care about the will of the people, doesn't care about their freedom, doesn't care about a woman's right to choose, doesn't care about who people choose Just to listen love. to this guy go on and on and on. In other words, he hates conservatives. But he doesn't. How is how is DeSantis a dictator? 
And it's an amazing thing. You have actual constitutional conservative Republicans like DeSantis who want power to go down to the local level. And then you have these national teachers unions and their state affiliates trying to impose their will on parents in the classroom. And the governor steps in and says, not here, you don't. And that's a dictator. You've got a company in, in Disney that's seeking to impose its will on the state. Keeps holding the state blackmail, trying to, to enforce its agenda coming out of Los Angeles, California. And you have a governor in Florida says, uh, you don't get to do that to this state and get all these benefits and subsidies and you shouldn't be getting them anyway. So let's get rid of that. Somehow he's a dictator. He won't tolerate lawlessness in the streets. That's a dictator. He abides faithfully with the state constitution and the federal constitution. That's a dictator. He knows more about the science of the corona of the uh, coronavirus, COVID nineteen, he and the experts he puts together, then corrupt Washington D.C. and Fauci and the rest of the uh, fiefdom do, and he's a dictator, telling people to live their lives. So people are moving into Florida faster than they can get into a a rental car and get a U van, a U haul, because they want to live under a dictator, folks. This is the problem. This ass, Charlie Crist, he should be running for governor of California. Or he should just be running. He's useless. He's pointless. He would take what is not just the freest state, but the freest place on the planet. Hello, the freest place on the planet. And turn it into another Democrat-run Illinois, Democrat-run Rhode Island, Democrat-run... I mean, it's easy to be a Democrat. You run down your state, you're self-righteous, and you say you stand for the people and women. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Senator Johnson, we've been looking carefully now at your opponent's background. Mandela Barnes, he is one of the, if not the most radical candidate for the Senate that I've ever seen, from trashing law enforcement to embracing Jeremiah Wright with his anti-Semitism, calling him brilliant. All these things trashing America. I mean, we're kind of lowering our standards here, aren't we, for candidates running for, uh, for the Senate? I certainly think so. Uh, you know, but his commercials just show him buying milk and, you know, making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich like he's just some harmful little fuzzball. You know, he's a radical leftist. Uh, let's face it. He said that the founding of America was awful. And we know Reverend Wright's uh, comments uh, associated with the, uh, President Obama back then when he said, no, 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 no. It's not God bless America. It's, you know, I don't even want to say the word. Uh, right. These are people that hate America. Uh, I always say in my speeches, you know, both President Obama and President Biden said they want to fundamentally transform America. Then I, I ask my audiences, do you even like, much less love somebody, something you want to fundamentally transform? Of course you don't. And again, Mandela Barnes fits in that same mold. I mean, you, you, you don't talk about founding America as awful. I think the founding of America was marvelous. This is the greatest nation in the history of mankind. 
we're not perfect, but this country has been a phenomenal force for good in the world. And the fact that people like Mandela Barnes and Reverend Wright don't understand that instead, certainly in the case of Reverend Wright, hate America, uh, but he's associated with me. He called Reverend Wright brilliant after mm-hmm. a highly anti-Semitic speech. So, he, again, he's running away from this. He doesn't want Wisconsinites to know his true beliefs. But we've got the videotapes. We've got the mm-hmm. record. But the problem, Mark, is that the media is covering for him. Yeah, I, I did. It wasn't a debate last Friday night. It was an ambush. It was eight against one. We've got media that are not unbiased. They are advocates for the left. And that's what we're up against. I've never understood why people who trash the founding, who trash the framers, who trash our system of government, run for the Senate. Now, the only reason a Mandela Barnes would run for the Senate isn't because he wants to faithfully, in my opinion, uphold the Constitution. It's because he wants to faithfully destroy the Constitution and everything associated with it. That's his background. That's his thinking. That's his purpose. Otherwise, why would a man like that want to serve in the United States Senate? No, they want to fundamentally transform America. Now we're seeing what that looks like. Open borders, the flood of deadly drugs, 40-year high inflation, record gas prices, skyrocketing crime. No, the fundamental transformation of America is the fundamental destruction of it. And as you so aptly point out in your book, Americans must awaken to the urgency of this moment. But because you have a corrupt and complicit biased media, not enough Americans even understand these things. They're not seeing these truths. Mm-hmm. And Americans that who listen to this program understand how the corrupt the, the media are. I mean, they, they tried to cover up the Holocaust. They've spent uh, decades covering up Racism by the Democrat Party, in particular eugenics earlier in the last century under Woodrow Wilson and Margaret Sanders. I could go on and on and on. And somehow uh, everything uh, associated with those things is destroyed except the Democrat Party itself, which has swung into this what I call this American Marxism mindset like your opponent. Now, The people in this country and your state are very concerned about crime. What is it exactly a Mandela Barnett can do when he's been trashing police officers and wanting to, uh, Barnes, that is, Mandela Barnes, I thought, and wants to uh, defund the police? What is it that he can offer the people of Wisconsin? Nothing. Just further destruction of this country. No, he and Governor Evers entered office their goal was to reduce the prison population by 50%. We have Mandela Barnes on videotape saying reducing prison population is now sexy. No, it's dangerous. It's been reduced 15%. An excellent article by Wisconsin right now laid out 884 parolees. And by the way, you'd think they start with nonviolent criminals, right? No, only 11% were nonviolent, about 100 of those 884. 784 were violent criminals, including 44 child rapists. 270 criminals who mostly committed or attempted murder, and the murders were horrific. They're not releasing the paroles from 2022, even though they're now under court order to do so. Gee, I wonder, I wonder who they released in 2022. They can't be honest with Wisconsinites. They can't be honest with Americans. All they have are lies, distortions, character assassinations, 
the politics of personal destruction. The, the semi-good news is the truth is getting out about Mandela Barnes, and more Wisconsinites are understanding who he is. The problem is we have to pay to get the truth out. You know, we have to do it through paid advertising. So Ron Johnson for Senate.com, if you want to help me, you know, keep the Senate seat in Republican hands and deny the Senate seat to a radical leftist like Mandela Barnes. Mm-hmm. And he is a radical leftist. So all these things that are happening to the country, the open border and the fentanyl and the uh, sex slaves and the molestation and the murders coming across and the drug cartels. That's a man-made disaster. Uh, Has Mandela uh, Barnes indicated how he would secure the border? No, he wants to offer driver's licenses to illegal immigrants. I I wonder why that is. I mean, I guess they need a driver's license to vote, don't you? He wants to mm-hmm. offer them in-state tuition. In other words, he wants to incentivize more illegal immigrants. Now, Mark, all of this has been caused by Democrat policies and Democrat governance. It's not like Biden and the Democrats were unlucky coming into office with, and all of a sudden there was 40-year high inflation, record gas prices, and you know a flood of illegal immigrants and deadly drugs. They caused all of this. They are the root cause of all the pain suffered by people and families here in Wisconsin across America. Democrat governance, Democrat policies, they have to be stopped. They have to be defeated and defeated soundly this November and in the future. Ron Johnson, I'd like to hold you over a few more minutes. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. Senator, um... Your opponent, Mandel Barnes, is a massive spender, borrower. He wants even more massive spending and borrowing. Early on, he was compared to sort of a minority Bernie Sanders. He's kind of trying to duck some of that now. Can we really afford another guy in the Senate who's just going to vote to blow inflation through the roof even further? I think the answer to that is obviously no. And you're right. He supported all the massive deficit spending under this administration. He wants to increase the gas tax here in Wisconsin with automatic uh, increases, I think, annually. Um, and you know, as much as he wants to defund police, he doesn't use that word. He uses Cory Bush's uh, code words, you know, reallocate 
their overvoted budgets, says it pains him to see fully funded police budgets. But he has no problem using the state patrols as personal chauffeur. He, he spent more than $600,000 through last November having them chauffeur him around on average 13 and a half hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Now, that, that's what hypocrites Democrats are. I mean, I, I would not know is that a, a excessive, it's abusive of Wisconsin taxpayer money, but they have no problem with that. They do it with impunity. And again, that's just the tab through last November. Where the hell are you driving every day for 13 hours? <laughs> he just wants him on standby, I guess, just in case he wants to go to, I don't know, the, the latest nightclub. Uh, he used him out of state, too, and he went to uh, marathons. Uh, so we actually had the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel write an expose on this, but the rest of the media hasn't really picked up on it. Um, again, we have a complicit and corrupt media. You know, it's interesting, this guy Fetterman in Pennsylvania, uh, they reviewed his records, and he showed up for work one-third of the time. And he showed up most often to go to the parole board to vote to release murder. And uh, you got your, what's that? I was going to say, what's interesting about Mandela Barnes, he talks about the way his mother was a teacher and his dad worked third shift. He says he's working class, but we really don't know whether he ever had a job in the private sector. He calls himself a forever organizer. He's been a political activist. He he ran for office one couple times in the assembly and then lieutenant governor, but literally there's nothing he can point to as an accomplishment other than writing the bill to eliminate cash bail. Uh, so, again, he, he is a mystery. Uh, don't know a whole lot about him other than he is a radical leftist. Yeah, a lot of these people running on the Democrat side never held a private sector job. It's amazing. Now, remind everybody, you created an entire business, correct? I did. Uh, manufacturing. We manufactured plastics. We actually exported plastics to China. You know, he lies about me saying I, I outsource jobs in China. No, I, I actually exported plastic. 30 years manufacturing, pay, you know, making really good jobs, creating great jobs in Wisconsin. Now we have something called the Joseph Project, which literally is transforming people's lives that have, you know, kind of hit rock bottom by getting them jobs in manufacturing. What a, what a concept. It's not a government program, by the way. It's just that it uses my Senate staff to help facilitate the learning. Uh, but that's in inner city Milwaukee and Green Bay and Wausau. I mean, I've actually done this. He doesn't have a clue how to create jobs. But that's the thing. We want to create jobs and sell stuff to other people. We don't want jobs created overseas where they sell stuff to us all the time. And when we need some of it, of course. But that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Success seems to be under attack in this country. All right, let's talk about fossil fuels. You got... You got this governor of California is off his rocker. They have brownouts and blackouts there. They don't have enough electricity. They don't have enough water. He's not focused on these things. Uh, They're attacking drilling. They're attacking fossil fuels, the combustion engine. I feel like we're going backwards. Uh, I I surmise that Mandela Barnes is is all for it. Oh, we're not doing it fast enough for him. He, He wants to take it broader and deeper. Uh, no, he, he's all for the Green New Deal fantasy, and that's what it is, Mark. I mean, we, we don't have the rare earth minerals. We don't have the production capacity for batteries. Those are all made over in China, by the way. Uh, we, we've seen now the electric vehicles explode in, in, uh, in the flooding in Florida. We've seen the governor of California say they're going to outlaw gas-powered vehicles, and then within a day or two saying, by the way, don't, don't plug in your electric ones because we don't have the grid. 
know, mm-hmm. wind and solar, we can't power the American economy off of that. It, they're unreliable. They make our grid unreliable. We're a fossil fuel-based economy. About 80% of our power is with fossil fuels. China, India, they're not going to abandon fossil fuels. We could eliminate all CO2 in America. It wouldn't make even a fractional difference in terms of temperature. That's according to their own models, which have been wildly off. So no, this is a fantasy, but it's, it's a method of control. It's a method of control. And that's what Democrat Party is all about, controlling your Here's life, taking away your freedom. And it's yeah. disastrous for this country. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, John Kerry, Mandela Barnes have never held a important or even a relatively important private sector job. None of them. And yet they're telling us how the economy is to function without the fuel that runs the engine of the economy. So basically, these are ideologues. These aren't people with experience. These aren't people with know-how or knowledge or even tap into those sort of people. These are people who prey at the idol of their ideology. And Mandela Barnes, your opponent, I just want America and all of Wisconsin to understand what we're talking about here, is not just that, but worse And the state of Wisconsin is simply not as radical as this man is who wants to Californianize Wisconsin and the rest of the country. Did he defeat sort of moderate Democrats when he was running or what what happened in the Democrat primary? The power brokers in Washington, D.C. cleared the field for him. We we had a young man uh, spent $12 million in the primary and then two weeks before the primary just stepped aside. And every other Democrat candidate stepped aside, cleared the field for the most radical leftists of the group. Go figure. Now, let's face it, the Democrat Party is not the Democrat Party of, of our parents. Right. Uh, I, I say that John F. Kennedy would probably be one of the more conservative senators in the Republican conference today. This yeah, is not right. the same Democrat Party. This is ra- they are radical leftists. Mm-hmm. All right, Ron Johnson, America, Wisconsin. It's Ron Johnson for Senate.com if you live in the state. And you can help on Election Day. Please do. This is a very, very, very important race. Ron Johnson is a patriot. He's solid on all the issues. He is an intrepid investigator, which is very, very important in the United States Senate these days. Uh, And so I want to strongly encourage you. I endorse him wholeheartedly. Ron Johnson for Senate.com. If you can help him out, Senator, thanks very much. Thanks for everything you do, Mark. Have a great night. All right. God bless you, my friend. He is among the best. I think he's really grown into the into the position, quite frankly. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Well, this is never easy. My uh, daughter and my son-in-law, Laura and Nick, and their beautiful grandchildren, they were fostering a little mutt, you know, a mixed breed dog. The dog is a puppy, had been found with other puppies, um, as I understand it, on the ground just by themselves. 
So any one of these predator animals could have easily eaten them, killed them, maimed them. So she fostered this one beautiful dog, and nobody was adopting it, but it didn't matter. She decided that she would adopt the dog. Everybody in the family wasn't 100% for it, but she's a strong-willed young lady. She was raised with dogs, and she loves dogs. He was a joyous dog, a joyous pup. He liked to have a good time. As little puppies do before they're trained, he liked to rip things up. He liked to poop where he wanted to poop and wee where he wanted to wee. And over time, of course, he was trained and he knew better. He loved the outside, running around in the yard. Just a precious dog, and he loved the cuddle. He loved the cuddle on the bed, on the sofa. So my daughter and her family came to Florida to our house a little over a week ago. And I came here yesterday. Left the great convention of states, and I'll spend a little time talking about that tomorrow. And Patton was his name after General Patton. Turns out he got hit by a car. And broke his pelvis area. Uh, and he was limping. So they went to the vet. The people who'd been watching him. Uh, it was a terrible accident. And um, they said just give him a lot of rest and so forth. Because the pelvic area, the bone there, tends to heal itself if he's not you know, running around. And he didn't want to run around anyway. He wasn't feeling well. He was on painkillers. Then a few days ago, his leg, I believe it was the back left leg, started to swell. And the skin started to peel. And parts of the leg had bubbles. And turned black. started to bleed and before much can be done the swelling went up to his privates area and of course she her husband Nick and the kids had already started driving back from Florida back about a 12 hour drive And we were keeping in touch, and she was keeping in touch, and family was keeping in touch. And in that time, uh, it had reached critical mass, and the leg had ballooned up two, three times the size that it normally would be. The vet at the surgery hospital <clears throat> kept him, uh, kept Patton with heavy pain relievers. He, he wasn't it's not like he was, you know, in such such pain that that he needed to be put to sleep right there and then, but he needed to be put to sleep because he was going to he was going to pass one way or another. And so they finally got to the hospital last night. 
They spent a good amount of time talking to him, singing to him, looking into his face. And then they had to put him asleep. It's a puppy. I'd say it was about, and I only guess, four months old, maybe. And so uh, the family, of course, is suffering over that. They're in grave pain. They're aching over it. We haven't had a lot of luck lately. My dear sort of cousin by marriage, Danny, and his significant other, Suzanne, they lost their little girl dog, Sam. I told you about that. He darted out of the door and was hit by and crushed by a car. And we are dog family, so this is, this is tough. I understand people go through worse. Please, I do. But I always share everything with you folks. And I will be back tomorrow. Same time, same place. God bless you all. Kiss your pets. Hold your pets. Hug your pets. See you tomorrow.